Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. This week, it's been a while since we've talked about Fool Us in the season of Fool Us. We might catch up on some things like that, including a magician who released a tell-all video. Scandalous. Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Yeah, preaching love. You know, um, um, J.J. Abrams. You know J.J. Abrams? I'm aware of him. Yeah. Big, important director, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did like Star Wars and shit. Yeah, he's, he landed big with Lost. It was this big oh, yeah, show yeah. that he became a gigantic uh, household name on. Anyway, he went crazy, like everybody, for Danny Diortes. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have Lawrence O'Donnell. You know, MSNBC, when he should be watching just videos of the 1-6 riots, he was watching Danny the Ortiz <laughs> over and over again. Well, I had lay people write me to be like, okay, this guy seems awesome, but is he awesome to magicians as well? And I was like, the best. Yeah. He's considered yeah. one of the best. Yeah. Um, and on uh, Vanish, Vanishing Inc., I guess just Vanishing Magic now, did they drop the joke part? I don't know. Vanishing. Uh, our friends. The released uh, a, a video of Danny uh, breaking down everything he did on Fool Us and selling it. It's tied to that exact performance, right? It's just that performance specifically because, and this was actually why I, lo- I, lo- I bought it and I loved this video. It's like he doesn't, he, he actually got convinced to do it and it, it's clear that he didn't know what he's getting himself into. Because mm-hmm. um, the video for a performance that is about six, seven minutes long mm-hmm. is three hours. <laughs> to break down. <laughs> and Danny authentically improvises elements of his sets. Uh-huh. So getting him to go back, it's like asking a jazz person, why did you choose that yeah, yeah. that phrase there? Mm-hmm. Like they know all about the phrase, everything. And and um and you can set you can see that in his head he thinks he's about to say something simple, then it comes out of his mouth, and he's like, Okay, I gotta really talk this out <laughs> and know. he's doing it in english yes he's doing it in english too on top of that yeah, yeah, yeah he speaks english very well yes but it's not his first language no and if you have other danny videos like i do it's a typical setup him at this table with four buddies around him surrounded mm-hmm. or whatever i might well my friend wrote and said he just seems so casual and i said okay that part you are getting wrong <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lawrence O'Donnell said, he just keeps saying he doesn't care. And I said, he he cares. He cares. He cares (laughs) very much. And so after watching the video, I made my wife 
watch the Danny performance. I said, did you see Danny's performance? And she said, no. I said, you will watch it. And she, she said, oh my God, she's watched the whole thing. And it's like, and then I just started telling her what he's thinking about at every part of the mm-hmm. thing and what he's keeping track of over here and what he, why he chose this person, not this person, everything. And she was like, no way. And I was like, yes, it's hysterical that this would be considered an instructional video. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, what, is that something I should buy for Lawrence O'Donnell? Oh, I think he would, I think he would like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he would like it a lot. Yeah, because the first half hour is just the actual mechanics. Here's here's what I did. This is the tricky parts. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how I can get people to choose exactly what I want when it seems like I'm giving them a free choice is another hour after uh-huh. it of just like how do you get people to whatever. So it sounds like they have a free choice, but they say exactly what he wants when he wants them to say it. And that's something that you're like, oh, I mean, you can tell me this. I can't do this with the knowledge. <laughs> I can't turn around with this knowledge and then do this. Uh, it's really, it's really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it. Yes. Cause there are elements of it that I think, yeah, I think, I actually think you just really like it because he does a couple things of like, when you do show a card, when a person selects a card, do you want them to show it to the audience or not? Mm-hmm. And he has a great breakdown of that. Where do you want your audience's sympathy to be? Uh-huh. How do you want them to view this trick? And I was like, that was beautiful. There's a thing called here and now where he's like, I want everything to feel like I didn't think of it before. Right. So I changed things on purpose. Like I'm going to do this. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. Uh-huh. And that's all done on purpose uh-huh. to make it seem like he's just kind of going or whatever. But, but he says it with passion. It's not like, here's a cute thing I do. He's like, no, it's very important. The audience understands that what I'm doing feels like here and now. That's how I can have the most control, and that's how the audience can get the most impact, is if it feels like it's happening right here and now only. And it's beautiful. It's really great, passionate stuff that I think you would like outside of the thing it does. But yeah, when you find out how he fooled you, you won't be like, oh, I should have. <laughs> you're not going to be, if you're, if, you're not, if you're hesitant to watch it, it's not, not for gonna, that reason. <laughs> we gave up real early. <laughs> You gave up before he did the trick that he was going to fool you with. I know, I know. <laughs> but also, you see us giving up, what, 20 seconds in? <laughs> <laughs> it really is the fastest. You and Teller look at each other like, just bring down the fucking, <laughs> just bring it down. <laughs> just bring it down. The fastest before that was Hondra, so it's still, still Spain pride there. Yeah. Hondra uh, with his first... Uh, with the um, with the Lego castle, with his hand in the Lego yeah. castle, that was the only that was the fastest thing before then. Yeah. You're like, just bring it. Just it's always it. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real. Is is fascinating. It was really. It, it's really well done, and I think it is worth a watch. I'm sure Teller's already watched it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Teller told JJ to, to pick it up, and when Teller wrote to JJ and said, "You like Danny Diertes, you should." Um, you should check out his video where he explains the whole thing. And JJ wrote back, why would you even consider that I didn't already do that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Teller thought that JJ was saving up for the 20 bucks. <laughs> no, I want to pay full price for this. I can't, I can't pay. I can't get a deal on this. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good. It's, and uh, yeah, it's still, it is the most talked about performance in a long time, not even just this season, I think in a long time. Oh, I think that when Foolis is over, yeah, that will be that will be the the hunk from Foolis that's remembered. Yeah. I mean And it, we set this on air. He wasn't gonna do the show at all. Right. And that uh 
he didn't even do a rehearsal. Right. Because he authentically didn't know what he was going to do, or at least told us that he didn't know what he was going to do. And so he said, I can't rehearse because it'll, it'll just be different when I do it. And there is a part where he says in the video, so if you watch the video, he does a thing where uh, there are 10 tens on the table, the audience takes three away, and then there's three cards on the table, and they turn out to be sevens. Mm. In it, he says- Four tens. Four tens, sorry. Four tens and four sevens. And so in it, he says, well, I need to produce three cards. So normally when I perform, I'll find three tricks where I'll produce three cards. These are the three that I did this thing. I, I don't normally, I wouldn't do this one, two, three again. He was like, he was like, he's like, I can't express it enough that I just know I need three cards. So I'm going to just play around until I get three cards in front of me. And then I can finish out the routine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I don't, I just know I have this necessity and I'm going to mess with people until there are three cards in front of my face. That's it. That's the plan. So here's the breakdown of how I did it on Fool Us, but just know if you ever see me again, I will never do it in this order ever again. <laughs> and even says things like he threw a card over his head. We don't need it. Uh-huh. That does actually present danger to the trick. And he just goes, I know this would could have this could have messed me up. But it didn't. Who threw the card? Uh, uh, he does it himself. Like he's messing with people. And so he goes, oh, this card, oh, it's not this card. And he, t- and he tears one of them into fours and throws the sprinkles over yeah. his head. He goes, that card, if that card needed to be named later, I really didn't have it. I really <laughs> tore it up and threw it over my head. <laughs> and then someone's like, what would you do? He's like, I would have figured out something. <laughs> yeah, I would have figured out something. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It oh, is crazy. Well, I'm going to buy that for uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Yes. And I'll buy it for Moxie. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I'll watch with Moxie. <laughs> I really want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's a whole different way of thinking for stuff. It's really nice. It's really nice. Oh, we I don't think we talked about, I think someone who was one of your favorites, Rachel Wax. Did we talk about Rachel Wax? Oh, I loved her. Yes. I loved her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind me more. So she had the items from the purse. New York yeah. uh, magician knew the items from the purse. I love Rachel Wax. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her. Signed yeah. bill to uh, breakfast bar or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her, her attitude at the end. <laughs> oh, did you see a little sneak? Yeah. She was her. just, I, I love love attractive women condescending to me. <laughs> I really do. Nothing, maybe it's just a kink thing or something, but uh, I just loved it. And it's my show, yes. and we're going to bust her. Yeah. And we bust her, and her attitude is, oh, really? You're really able to do that? Yeah. It can't, like, I don't know, like, I don't, it's amazing. The shows, we've done 116 of these, right? Has anyone else like joyfully mocked your code words? No, never. Like that's what was like, oh. it was like, it was like, I mean, not since Piff ate a banana, I don't think has a bust gone so well for someone's career. Yeah. yeah. More so than the, uh, or equally to the trick. Yeah. But yeah, she really pushed back on you and it was hysterical. Really fun. <laughs> and I had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Gabrielle Lester. Do you remember her? She Canadian did a thing where she uh, did a tribute to your guys' straitjacket escape. Oh yeah, I liked I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had you come up and do math. She had like a T-shirt or something. Yeah, yeah. She had the the the, the equation on on the T-shirt yeah. when she took off the straitjacket. It was very nice. I liked her. She's she's good. Um, she's Canadian. What's not to like? <laughs> uh, but she works with uh, Sean Farquhar, which is why I think that was super 
she's she's she uh she did a great job performing it. It was also really well well written, well done. Kolosh, you you probably don't remember remember this, but I'll but I'll, I'll try to remind you without saying out loud the method on air. Okay, because it was the kind of thing where like you guys got fooled by him, and then I told you the method, and you're like, oh my god, we really got fooled. <laughs> so Kolosh. Uh, above a table was doing a bunch of different card fans and losing and everything else, but he had a signed card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Impossibly end up in yeah. the box. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were fooled by him. We were really fooled by him, especially because the method he used yes. is a method that we use on one of our best tricks. Oh yeah. The yeah. exact method we, you know what trick I'm talking about? I think so. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exact method. Exact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a, some some big standouts from that season. That that is one of them. Uh, those are the, uh, those are the performances I think we wanted to bring up that you that I know you'd like. Have we aired uh, Helen yet? No, we have not aired Helen yet. Have we aired Hondro yet? Oh no, we did air Helen. She was uh, episode three. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Yes. Yes. We did talk. I mean, we talked about it on air too. Because she insisted on having it air before Hondro. <laughs> so she'd be the first one to fool us five times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was important to her. Yeah. Because the last season, she fooled. She was the first one to do four. Yes. Then they aired it in the other order. Yeah. So Hondro was the first one to do four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Helen was not, not happy about that. Um, it's funny because she was hiding out, and I, this, this is a spoiler because Hondro hasn't aired yet, but this is the worst spoiler ever because I don't think anyone thinks. Same thing, actually. The same reason that, that uh, Danny's on air is the same reason why Hondro's on air. Mm-hmm. Hondro was here, mm-hmm. and because of working with you guys, he said, ethically, I don't think I can do the show. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, who, who told you that? <laughs> But uh, I'll, I'll save some for when he actually airs. But uh, 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 but for Helen, famously, Teller got COVID during this season. Mm-hmm. We had to move things around all the time. We're moving things around. One of the things that got moved all, the, all around all the time was Helen, because she was here from Australia. So she's not she's not in a rush to get on a sixteen hour flight, and uh, uh, we know she's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So she kept getting pushed mm-hmm. to other times, and she had a relatively simple setup as well. And so hiding her from you. And taking her back to her room and back in the theater all the time. <laughs> all she kept being was like, is Hondro here? Is Hondro doing the show? <laughs> she just, yeah. And I kept going to her trying to not break any rules. And talk to her about it. But every time I came back to her, she got more information from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so as she's getting moved around, she's like, you better not move me past Hondro. I need to go on before Hondro. <laughs> he cannot perform for she was very much just clocking Hondro. When we were in Australia <laughs> and we went over to uh, Helen's house, yeah. uh, Helen said, if you're doing another season, yeah. I may team up with Hondro. Oh. And uh, we, we're doing another season. You are? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, I'm terrified that they're not joking. Because <laughs> can you imagine yeah. if that intro happens and the two of them the two of them, the Australian witch yes. <laughs> and the Spaniard are standing side by side. Tell her and I will cry. Yeah. 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 No, no fun. <laughs> no fun on that. Yeah. It's been a really, really fun season thus far. We talked about the other foolers before, I think. And Horat Wu is the only other fooler who got you 
so far that I'm caught up to. What was that? Horit Wu, it's a very, very fizzy routine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of cards changing oh, yeah. back and forth. But Hort was on the first time. Remember he had cards that authentically changed color under a, under a light? So he's trying to pass it off like a color change, but you, you guys actually bust them properly, but like you actually are doing, mm-hmm. the, the light is doing science oh, yeah. up there. So we came back and did a much more kind of impossible to follow uh, card routine with images appearing on cards and changing color and all that mm-hmm. stuff. There was smoke. <laughs> you know how those go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, yeah, those have been the fuller so far this season. And soon, you know, uh, Britain's Got Talent's going to be on. Oh, yeah. With me as the host. Yeah. I mean, one of the judges. One of the, one judges. Of the four judges. For, uh, you did one episode out there, yeah? Yeah, but it's two hours. Oh, that's like that's two, a two episodes. Hour, that's like two episodes. Two hour Britain's Got Talent that's Christmas special with all magicians. That's exciting. It's really fun. Yeah. It'll be a really good show. Nice. Yeah, can we, we want to, well, yeah, we'll have to check out all those performances, and mm-hmm. you can talk about it when it airs. We'll talk about all that when it airs. So, have you seen this movie, Tar? No. Cape oh, Blanchett. Oh. I've heard of her. She's a, a good actor, from what I understand. We'll play Dylan. Right. Yeah. Did I ever talk about Cape uh, Blanchett's uh, Dylan appearance on this show? Did I talk about that? Yes. Okay. Because she went on Colbert. No, 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 no. Oh. About, about her breasts. Oh, no, no. As Dylan. We talked about that, didn't we? It's been a very long time, but yes. Yeah. I asked Kate Blanchett what happened to her breasts when she played Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, after I got permission from Jamie Lee Curtis. I went to Jamie Lee Curtis and said, do you think I can talk to Kate Blanchett about her breasts or will I get fired? <laughs> and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said, why would you want to talk to Kate Blanchett about breasts when I'm here? <laughs> Great point. Yeah. She said, I'm the one you talked to about breasts. Yeah. They're retired now, but they are the best breasts in Hollywood. And I said, of course, of course. But what interests me was Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan in a silk shirt and it's open. Where did her breasts go? And uh, Jamie Lee said, well, you can talk to me about breasts. I know them. And I, I said, do you think I can get away with this? And she said, if Kate gets mad and you get fired, I'll tell them that I gave you permission. <laughs> I said, okay, Jamie. Um, so I said to Kate Blanchett, I talked about a lot of other stuff first. Then I kind of slid it in subtly. And I said, um, how did you wear the silk shirts open in the front? And is there, did they put an appliance on your chest? Or was it CGI? Or what did they do? And she said, I lost 30 pounds to play Bob Dylan. Kate Blanchett's never been heavy. She lost 30 pounds right. to play Bob Dylan. Yeah. And because of that, that's why you don't think she lost 30 pounds because she's always skinny. Yeah. But she went down to like skeletal to have not have breasts to play Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's. And I, I said, boy, it was really amazing. She said, yeah, my husband wouldn't fuck me the whole time. He said, I want to fuck Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, but honestly, you know, like uh, 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 male actors get credit all the time for losing weight, for crazy weight, for to do crazy yeah. things in roles. That wasn't part well, of it. Well, have you yeah. seen I'm, uh, I'm Not Here? No. You've got to see Kate Blanchett play Bob Dylan. Yeah. Well, have you seen Don't Look Back? Yes. Okay. Kate uh, Blanchett and Bob Dylan, it's the only time I've ever seen this. Uh, they play the same scenes. Oh, wow. She goes one-on-one with Bob Dylan. And she's better. <laughs> she is. She's better than Bob Dylan at being Bob Dylan. There's more nuance. There's more richness. It's more convincing. Wow. Because Bob's fucking with people. Yeah. And she, oh, she's so good. 
And uh, I asked her, and she said, I don't remember anything about it because when I walk away from a role, I don't remember a thing. So I know, she said, I, don't, I can't do the voice, I can't do anything. I work in a role, then I forget about it. Wow. And she said, you know so much more about Dylan than me. I just worked on it that one time and did it, and that's it. I went, whoa. Uh, okay. Wow. Um, but I was really curious. It wasn't, it wasn't a prurient. I mean, it is a prurient question. You know what? But, I didn't realize what she and I have in common, but if I gain 30 pounds, I also gain my breast back. <laughs> so. She's so good. Yeah. She's so good as an actor. Yes. And I was in scenes with her. That's amazing. I was acting with that's Kate Blanchett. That's, that's uh, you know. Uh, I was standing. There's certain things you want to do, like, because it might lead to other things, or it could help my career, or lead to money, or whatever. There's certain things you just want to, like, if I do, that's just a whole I thing. didn't. I didn't you, actually have a, I mean, we were just standing, firing gun next to each other and running. Yeah, yeah but still, I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, you, but you did a scene with Kate Blanchett. It's it, like a full, full achievement. Yep. And, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't have like sitting one-on-one like I did with De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're sitting across from someone who's a good actor, it's scary. I think Robert Downey Jr. would be my ultimate if I could just do a scene where we both had a, he makes people improvise with him. So uh-huh. it's like, that's what I want to do so badly. Uh-huh. You know, he just loves people staying in character and just rolling with it. Well, I have worked with Robert Downey Jr. What? The, yes, I was on the the year of Saturday Night Live. Oh, yes, at Robert yeah, yeah, Downey yeah. Jr. I don't think we're actually in the sketch together. We mm. talked backstage. I don't think we're in the sketch together. Right, right, right. We might have been though, because they were throwing me into sketches as well. So I don't know. Yeah, it was the shitty year of Saturday Night Live, the one that's considered to be the worst year of all time. That's the year I was on. But it's also considered to be a, a waste of a lot of talent. As well. That's a kind way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. if you want to take yourself out of the equation, that was the year they, you know, they named the actors that weren't successful that year. Yeah. They all went on to have fantastic careers. Yeah. So I don't think you blame the talent. Who was the other one? It was Robert Downey Jr. in this. Um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. The guy that played all these nerd characters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three names, I think. Yes. We're so close. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Anthony Hall. Anthony Michael Hall is the name we needed. I added, I had three names. Didn't I say three names? You were very close. Yeah. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Yeah, it's a gay plan shit. So, she yeah. saw the movie called Tar. Mm-hmm. Steve Conrad did a show called Patriot. Yes. Which is one of my favorite shows on yeah, TV yeah. ever. He also did a show called Perpetual Grace Limited. Yeah. And I've met Steve Conrad, and Steve Conrad did this podcast. Yeah. And on this podcast, he tells a story that he went to see, um, 
as he said, some franchise that lost its way, like 48 hours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went with his dad in the 80s. He was an adult. Went with his dad in the 80s. And while they're in the middle of watching this 48 hours or whatever it fucking was, his father turned to him and said, this is not a way for adults to spend their time. Ooh. And he remembers just totally flipping out at that. And um, he told it to me, and it's just drilled into my heart, you know. And he said all he's trying to do with his shows is to make shows that are ways for adults to spend their time. And the Marvel franchise are not ways for adults to spend their time. Oh. That's adults watching children's movies. Yeah. You know, you got these MBAs, is it MBA, MBA, um, who go to Ivy League colleges and then- MFAs. MFAs. Yeah. No. MBA, Master of Business Administration. Oh, business. I thought you were talking about the actors. Sorry, I thought you meant no. fine arts. No, no, no. Um, MBAs. Yeah. Who are going to run studios. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant men and women. Yeah. Brilliant men and women trying to figure out what a 15-year-old is going to want to see. Yes. That's their entire job, yeah. trying to figure out what a 15-year-old is going to see. Yeah. And our culture is so geared to 15-year-olds that all these movies, you know, Hunger Games and Marvel and Batman and all this shit is all geared, Bullet Train is all geared to young people, right? Good. Fine. Yeah. And I have to go see them and you have to go see them because we have children. What's well, so even even you saying, have you seen Tar? I literally go like, oh, I don't make decisions to go see movies anymore. Never. I let my children tell me what they want to see and I go with them because I want to spend time with my exactly kids. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. And then you've got stuff like Glass Onion, yeah. which are fun and great and old fashioned and nice and the guy's brilliant. By the way, Glass Onion has Eddie Gorodetsky in it. Does it? Yeah. Eddie Gorodetsky and his wife, Coco- uh, on a screen with um, uh, Stephen Sondheim and Angela Lansbury and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They're all doing a Zoom call together. And I'm sitting there, and I'm with Handsome Jack, and Handsome says, um, is that Coco? And I go, I think, he goes, is that Eddie? And I go, and everybody, of course, in the theater is going, oh, that's really Stephen Sondheim. That's yeah. really Angela Lansbury. We're going, is that Eddie and that Coco? And he said, Eddie said, yeah, I thought it was an okay thing. Good, Eddie. I said, he said, I didn't tell you, buddy. So I just, just go, is that Eddie? <laughs> uh, it's a fine movie, and you watch Daniel Craig having a good time. Yeah. You know? And these movies are all light movies. Yes. Tar is a movie that is the way adults should spend their time. Tar, I cannot say enough good about it. Jesus fucking Christ. It's slow. Yeah. It's long. It's serious. It's important. I read an article that it's not making money. Fuck you all that didn't go see Tar. The reason we're not getting movies like this is you're not going to see it, you stupid dipshit. Go and buy four tickets so you can spread out in the theater. <laughs> It's so fun. I'll go see it. I didn't know Steve Conrad was behind it. I would have gone see it. Oh, she's not behind it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Steve Conrad said, Got it. this is not a way for adults to spend their time. And that thesis applies to- This is a way 
for adults to spend yeah. their time. First of all, it's a two hour and 40 minute movie. And I don't know if this is literally true. I guess it can't be literally true, but it sure feels like Cape Blanchett is in every shot. <laughs> I don't mean every scene. Every shot. Every shot. Maybe. <laughs> that can't be true. And uh, that can't be true. And, and I'm watching this and, um, there is a gorgeous young cello player, right? Mm. And she plays a cello solo that's unbelievable. And I'm sitting there watching it and it's just like Kate Blanchett's breasts in the Dylan movie. I go, is this, is this CGI? Have they put this woman's face on a cello player? How are they doing this? Because you know that movie like Quartet? Yeah. It had like, they were all mining playing yeah, instruments. Yeah, we yeah. all went, okay, that's fine. They're mining playing instruments. Right. Because I guess if you're going to punch someone in the face and you're a filmmaker, you want to get that absolutely perfect. <laughs> but if someone is playing the instruments, you just go, oh, just move your fingers up and down. Right. And they all play, everybody in every movie is playing like piano, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. like one of those things. They all do it like they're a six-year-old pretending to be driving, you know, oh, I'm driving, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. The only time you uh, ever uh, heckled me mm -hmm. was at a bucket show where I pretended to juggle <laughs> and right in the middle of the scene, you go like, What? And I looked at you and you said, are you pretending to juggle right now? <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately for the, for the audience, uh, that was the best part of the show. <laughs> but I'm watching. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're worried because there's a full orchestra. Yeah. And there's actors there. Yeah. You know, and the woman who plays Cape uh, Blanchett, Tars, um, wife, is a fabulous actor. Mm -hmm. And she's first violinist. And you go like, this is going to be, and you just, you steal yourself. Yeah. You just go, I don't want to doesn't matter. Make. No, you steal yourself. You just yeah. go, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I want to see the acting the stories, not through the music. It's okay. Da -da 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 -da. Then this cello player comes in who's real important to the plot. And she's going to play the, the Elgin, whatever it is, important cello piece. Yeah. Okay. And I have, uh, I have a friend who, um, uh, she's a cellist, right? And, uh, I, I know I, that, oh boy, I'm going to hear about, I'm going to, I'm going to ask her, you know, mm. I'm also, uh, my, uh, another friend who's a violinist, mm. my, my, um, Spanish teachers, a, uh, uh, a, uh, symphony violinist. So I go. I'm going to talk to Amy about the violin and the cello. And Amy's going to say, yeah, the movie's about the stuff around symphony. We don't expect them to play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm watching this cello and I go, looks like she's playing really fucking looks like she's playing. How do they do this? How do they fucking do this? This is harder then, you know, smacking someone in the head and breaking a stalk of celery at the same time as shooting at the right angle. She looks like she's playing this guy. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. A damn thing. So I guess they masked her face. They did like a deep fake. But man, there's no, doesn't look at all like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. (laughs) There's something going on here. So I run out of, you know, I run out of the the home theater from seeing the movie, go to my computer, and uh, they found a uh, cellist who also happens to be the right age and gorgeous. And they thought, easier to teach a cello player to act than an actor to play cello. How dare you? So she was auditioning and she said she went to YouTube and looked up Michael Caine, how to act. It's famous. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, uh, famously helpful to people for on-camera acting. Really? Yeah. It was something he did like, I think in the seventies. Is it good? Yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> so I was like, look at my face. What am I doing? I don't blink. <laughs> and then it's like, now if you're going to be on camera, choose an eye. Because if you switch back and forth to other people's bodies, it makes you look nervous and twitchy on camera. Choose one eye. You look directly at one eye and stay in that one eye the entire time and don't blink. <laughs> and he's right. Like, it's incredibly practical, help, helpful acting just for acting on camera. Uh, who was telling me that, uh, what's his name, Hannibal Lecter? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Somebody, somebody told me that Anthony Hopkins gave an acting class and said... Um, there's sometimes when you're full of emotion, your character is, and you want to look like you're welling up with tears. Mm-hmm. He said, there's a real easy trick for that. Keep your eyes open for a really long time, and they'll get wet and moist, and you'll start crying. <laughs> Just don't close your eyes, and they'll dry out, and you'll start to tear. Then you can run the scene. <laughs> so they found this woman, and... Okay, first of all, she is a symphony cellist who is in like the final year of conservatory. Yeah. And insisted that while she shot this movie, she kept her attendance up in the conservatory, which has to be 80% or you get thrown out. And she said, yeah, I know I'm doing a movie with Kate Blanchett, but I'm not going to fuck this up. <laughs> and the character is Russian, and this woman 
is a concert cellist and speaks five languages, and one of them is Russian. Right? Okay. And also, she is a soloist at a conservatory, so she can learn shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Right. It's not like bringing someone in who's kind of a fuck up. No. So she does her auditions. She said she auditioned for a joke. A friend said, this is odd. They are looking for a cello player who can do a Russian accent and, you know, who's good looking and is, you know, whatever she is, 22. Yeah. Why don't you go? She, well, I don't act. They said, I just, you know, do a video. So she went and watched the Michael Caine thing. And then she auditions and she gets call back and call back and call back. And she gets the part. And she said, now she has to learn how to act. So she asked them the humility of this and also the brilliance of this killed me. She says to the director, can I go on set before I start working and watch other people act and learn? <laughs> so she just sits watching other people act. And then she gets to work with Kate Blanchett, who she says, and I know is the nicest, kindest, most skilled person in the world. This is a woman who you can talk to about her breasts as Bob Dylan, and she doesn't hit you with a stick. <laughs> I mean, that's how good Kate Blanchett is, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, I just got a, this wonderful, I want to listen to it. She was on the BBC doing her Desert uh, desert Island discs, her favorite, yeah, yeah. favorite stuff. I want to hear, because I just love Kate Blanchett. She said, I got there with Kate Blanchett, and she just held my hand and walked me through it. And then I looked, Back, I'm thinking about the movie, and I go, oh, I know what they did. They did not cut around her cello playing. They cut around her acting. <laughs> and I realized that there's some scenes where she's doing lines and the camera's on Kate Blanchett, which is not showing any disrespect for her. No, no, no. Right? That's what you'd hope for if you're acting with Kate Blanchett. Exactly. Get the fucking camera off me. <laughs> put it on someone who can act. Then I'll look like I was in the scene. She has a great scene where she's gobbling down food. Yeah. And she just has to eat with gusto, you know, and she she does that great. And there's a few scenes where she's, you know, she's the um, romantic interest, right? Mm -hmm. she's fabulous. And I think the entire orchestra, which Kate Blanchett is acting with, are all real orchestra people. And they do this incredible thing in Tar, which is just part of the grown-up part of it. Part of the grown-up part of it. It is one of the most intense... Uh, I don't think I'm ruining this for you by telling you this. It, it's one of the weirdest things you'll ever see. They open with a shot of a video uh, of, a, of an iPhone shooting a video and making comments that you can't possibly understand. And then it goes to black screen, white credits for five minutes. And they do the entire credits for the movie, the end credits. Before the movie starts, oh. the name of every single person who's in the orchestra, the name of every single person on every cue, while they're playing this very, very odd ethnic music over it. And it goes just the end of the movie. And uh, the director said, I wanted you to feel like you were working to see this movie and that there were all these people that were putting the movie together for you. And it was like a symphony and you sit there and you see all the people involved before they start playing and you get to know Brilliant. them. And I wanted to put you in a mood and it's great yeah. because I'm watching with Jonesy who's going, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? 
what the fuck are they doing? And Josie's going, did you hit a button and you somehow moved us to the final credits? What the fuck's going on? They can't show the whole credits. What the fuck is going on? Which really is exactly not the mood the director wanted to put us in. (laughs) But it's the the mood that Jonesy put us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of that, you just feel, you know how grown up that is? To say, these are the people that are working to present this thing to you. You know, if you go to an opera, you get your libretto beforehand. Yeah. You know, you get your, it really does give you this feeling of we're watching people who are going to work now. Yes. Yeah. That's a neat thing. And there's, there are scenes where, uh, Cape Blanchett is dealing with the idea of, and I hate using this term, but wokeness, mm-hmm. the idea of judging white, uh, old white men who wrote music right, and not listening to their music because they're old and white. Yeah. We want music by people of color. And she does a scene. It's very Kubrick in a lot of ways where they just lock the fucking camera off. And I think Kate Blanchett may do six minutes, six minutes yeah. on screen carrying on. And I also found that Kate Blanchett's conducting was, I think, really good. I think really good. I mean, I don't know conducting, but I can't wait to talk to Amy, you know, the violinist, yes. about the conducting. And Jonesy said at the end of it, uh, he said, um, the one mistake they made in this is that she's not crazy enough to be a conductor. Which is a funny thing to say after you see the movie because she's out of her fucking mind. <laughs> and I said, um, I said to uh, my friend Amy, I said, Jonesy said that. And she said, well, I, I can tell you that no matter how they depict a conductor in a movie, not as crazy as a real conductor. Wow. She said, you, you, can't get, you can't get crazy enough to be a conductor. And it's, a, it's clearly the Leonard Bernstein story. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the opening, fucking incredible. The opening is her doing a Q and a on stage, the New Yorker interviewer who really is, it's, it's, it's Adam Gobnick or whatever. I don't know. He really does the interview with her. Oh, wow. And it just is them on stage interview. That's probably 10 minutes long. And you really feel like you're going into this world and you're following the thing and they're just doing it. Yeah. And they don't like, there's no chase scenes and there's no aliens that pop in and she doesn't all of a sudden realize she can fly under her own power. <laughs> she has real problems. Real. It is so fucking grown up. Yeah. I. It's know, like reading a book and yeah. that's the highest compliment I can give it because I give up on movies all the time and go, why aren't I just reading? I didn't think, as a matter of fact, the next night. Jones, you wanted to watch another movie? And I said, no, I, I can't watch Bullet Train after that. Let's just let that sit. Let's live with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. you're going to write to me. You, I'm going to get a text from you yes. in the next two days. And it's going to say, wow, were you writing about Dar? Well, because we used to, I feel like there was movies, more movies for adults back in the day than there is there now. There were a lot, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and, we, and that's the thing is I remember leaving Ragnarok where Glenn Shett plays the bad sister mm-hmm. person in it, and 
looking up there and going like, shit, you know, like Robert Downey Jr., we got like the judge. He did a cameo in like the um, the food truck movie that Favreau did. Yeah. And you're like, this is one of our greatest actors. Chef. And he's, and he's chef. And he's made a billion dollars playing Iron Man, so good for him. But we also spent a decade just having Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man. And you're like, I really want the other. It used to be like one for them, one for us kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like the one for them more than I like the one for us. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I, you know, so it's like, I'm just glad that they made it, you know, and then they gave Kate Blanchett a real yeah. tough Because she does. Role. She does a superhero roast. Yeah. Fine. Great. She's good. But I want to make sure we also get that, that screen time with them really taking on the scene. And I mean, this movie will end- and you'll sit and you'll think about it. Yeah. And the next day you'll be running stuff over in your head. It's really amazing. And I do not mean it's slice of life dull. There are screaming laugh out loud moments. There are real tense moments. And there are surprises. I mean, big, big surprises that you go, whoa, you know, but just done with like, uh, you know. Yeah. Like like for adults. I think I read the same article, or, or at least a similar one of it, and they're like, the same is that like, we can't keep movies like that in theaters long enough, so when they do get nominated, they get that second burst. Yeah. You can't even keep them in the theaters and stuff. Yeah. And then we're also not making that many movies either. Like, so they have to be these big tentpole event movies. Mm-hmm. You can't make enough of those to, to fill every screen of a movie theater every year, so the theaters are still struggling with this new model anyway. Yeah. I was curious if I if I could do a small thing in that space, I would like to take over a movie theater and make it like a country club type of thing mm-hmm. where like you if you, you belong there, you can just go there all the time. I mm-hmm. think the cool the thing that would save a movie theater would be to have people just hanging out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think a movie should be presented. So you go to sit down and watch a movie, someone should be in charge of telling you about what you're about oh, to watch. I remember when we were doing movie night in New York, yeah, Eddie Gordetsky, yes, uh, really often, yeah, he would just kill us laughing when he would just stand up, yeah, go to the front of the theater. He was just a patron, yeah, but it was a full theater, and he'd go, "Tonight's movie, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah." Even joking, like, to me, it's like uh, yeah. we had a we had a bunch of friends at the other. We watched Clue out of nowhere in someone's backyard, yeah, with a big projector up, yeah. but someone did about 15 minutes beforehand before we watched it. And I was like, this made me enjoy the movie tremendously. Well, this movie has the gravitas of like 2001. Yeah. It has that. It's also beautiful. Every shot is beautiful. God damn. It's just, it's just great, great, great. Yeah. I could not believe how good it was. I don't know why the accents over the A, because how in a one syllable word, tar, what do you, how do you, how do you, tar, tar, tar. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's really, really good, and you will like it. Yeah, I'm going to go check it out. You will absolutely love it. It's a, This is a way adults should spend their time. Yeah. Mm, boy, it was good. But look at the time. It's flown by. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I also want to tell you, I was in Chicago. I had gelato with espresso on it, and they have a name for that called like- It's like affogato. Affogato, yeah, which yeah. I think means fuck you in Italian. I think so. Affogato. I had an affogato with- Decaf espresso and uh, vegan gelato oh. that Jay did poured over the top. You would think it would turn into just soup, no. but it doesn't. Have you had it before? Yes. Oh, it's really good. It is excellent. And I'll tell you, when Sideshow Gelato opens, 
in Chicago, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to perform there for like 20 people. I'm going to perform there. I'm going to scoop gelato. They probably will stop me from scooping gelato really soon because I, I, <laughs> I will do crazy shit. But I'm going to show up there. And I think Mox might work there. Oh, great. For summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We're yeah. talking about Because Mox is getting really good. Mox is doing stupid now. We worked on it. We worked on it together, took turns back yeah. and forth, and I think Mox can do that now. So there we go. Awesome. Anyways, that was Penn Sunday School. Go see Tar. That was Penn Sunday School. <laughs> cha cha cha. And to our you become naked. I also should say that uh, you lying sack is available to be seen. To be bought, you lying sack. The game I did with the exploding kittens, people. That was Sunday school. My book, Random, is out and selling well. And what are the cities you're playing in February? Uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. No. Oh no. And then Fuller's I'm playing that Milwaukee, Akron, and Indianapolis. And you're also playing Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah, a solo show. I, I can play that too. Yeah. You sure? Important. Tell us where is it? Oh, uh, February 18th uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm doing a uh, 70-minute show. Good. Can everybody thank you? Because you know we love you. I do. I want to thank one of the people making my shows happen. Jobeth R. Bowers, Adam Stickney, Sax Guy Jimmy D, Nathan Julian, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel, my wife watched me pulling my boxers and said, you spoil those dogs. <laughs> David K, David Peters. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Blue Drinks Films, Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, TheBigScoopaPodcast.com, Central Park Owl, Lancey Minshew, Stephen White, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce, hopes Teller has a speedy recovery. Sounds like he is. Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., and Adam Berzins. Thank you so much. Thank you. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.